Seahawks fans, wherever you may be. Welcome back for another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. Join your host, Bill Alpstead, and co-host, sports writer and football analyst, Keith Myers, as we talk Seahawks football. Hey, Seahawks fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Offset, sitting down with co-host Keith Myers. We're here on our midweek show, uh, approaching week 10 of the NFL season. The Seahawks sit at 6-3. and three. Just fun conversations during our midweek show. And this week, Keith, we're going to be talking about Geno Smith and his future as a Seattle Seahawk. What it would take now at this point to bring Geno back He's not under contract in 2023, and it looks like it's just getting more expensive every week. And so let's talk about, let's ferret out some of these strategies. It's like uh, there's the strategy of signing him mid-season now to a contract. There's waiting until the very end. There's allowing him to compete out in the open marketplace and see where his his numbers lie out there uh, in free agency. And then, uh, of course, uh, worst possible case scenario, the franchise tag is is a possibility sitting out there. You've got a restricted tag and, and an, mm-hmm. um, a protected tag. I'm not sure exactly what it's called. I can't remember. Transition. Transitional tag. And so those are some options, and we're going to take a look at them. What are the salary cap implications? Uh, where do some of the other uh, players um, stand? Where are we at with um, cap in 2023? And what does the free agent market look like? Where, where, what is his competition? What is uh, Seattle's um, available market for quarterbacks next year if they decide not to have a, a first pick quarterback in the draft and have him come in immediately start, which I think would be a disaster for this team. Even if you take a look at the top two or three quarterbacks in the draft with this roster, you're in win now mode. And I don't know if you can go through those growing pains and survive that. Um, but let's talk about all of it. Keith, welcome in. Yeah, I mean, this really is a a team that is kind of in win now mode, and and it, we did not expect them to be in win now mode um, at yes, this point sure. um, in this you know retooling after uh, moving on from Russell Wilson. But the defense is showing that it is you know a, a legit championship caliber defense. We know that they've got top two receivers. They've got a good running game. They've got. Um, the, both the rookie tack offensive tackles have emerged as, um, you know, pro bowl caliber players here in year one, um, you franchise know, running back. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and we three tight ends that are all under contract for next year too, that have all been, you know, legit options in the passing game. So this is a team that has talent. Now it's, it's not a perfect roster. There, there's some spots where they could add some, some extra help, but. They've also got five picks in the top 75 to do that. And that is, that's a lot of picks early in the draft to go get some really good players to fill in some of those holes. Yeah. One player you didn't mention was Geno Smith. And that whole list that you just listed off is a franchise quarterback. And we didn't know we had a franchise quarterback eight weeks ago. Uh, This just happened. I mean, we're literally on the fly now changing expectation uh, expectations changing the way that the the franchise is moving forward with its roster um having this 
turn of events, um, while completely unexpected, has shifted the entire perspective of John Schneider and, and Pete Carroll and the and the team going forward. Um, and so adjustments need to be made, I believe, uh, not only in the way we're evaluating the draft, but now free agency and how we manage the salary cap. Now, we just left a, a big contract with Russell Wilson. Uh, in fact, we're still paying for that. There's a $25, 26000000 million dead money cap hit on the on the cap right now as we speak that's going to go away in the offseason. We've got about $50 million roughly of overall cap. That's going to come down a little bit. It's restricted in the way that they can use that. We're talking about $30, $32 million. They could generate another probably $15 million uh, by adjusting some contracts, cutting players, et cetera. So let's just start the conversation where you want to start it. What are the expectations now for this team and Geno Smith? Well, I think at this point, uh, you're looking at a team that, you know, came into this season, you know, with looking at possibly having, uh, you know, a top four, top five pick and, and, and going and getting their their franchise quarterback. And Geno has just outperformed every possible um, expectation to the point where this team, you know, they're they look like they're going to be a playoff team. They're going to be picking in the um in the later later parts of the draft um, in the first round, and you're not going to get a quarterback there. Now they do have the other pick from Denver, and if Denver continues to lose, they might end up in position to, you know, get a quarterback and that kind of stuff. But that I think needs to be the secondary play. Uh, the primary play has got to be to bring Geno Smith back, given yeah. how well he's played. I agree. And and you go out and take a look at the free agents available at, in the quarterback market next year, and some of these are going to come off the board because teams are going to try to re-sign them. You've got Tom Brady, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Jimmy Garoppolo, Teddy Bridgewater, Daniel Jones. The list goes on. Geno Smith is on this list as well. Andy Dalton, et Drew cetera. Locke. Drew Locke, Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. being probably the most prominent guy other than Tom Brady. Yeah, Lamar Jackson. Well, Lamar Jackson will, won't be changing teams unless they decide to trade him um, yes. for 800 first round picks, because that's what it'll take to get him. Um, he'll be right. at worst, at worst franchise tag. Um, right. But at, so my, I guess my point is going to be Geno Smith is one of the premier names on this list. So not, I don't know if he is viewed that way outside of Seattle still. Um, I think teams are going to look at him and the fact that he's 33 and yeah, he's, he's played great. He'll be 33 next year. When we're talking sure. about free agency for next year. He'll be 33. He's had one good year in his entire career. And it happened to be this year. I think he's got a lot more value to the Seahawks than he does to anyone else. And you look at the other teams, like what team out there that needs a quarterback and isn't yeah. in a position to draft one. Yeah, is going to want to spend money on a 33-year-old Geno Smith. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is also out there. Um, I don't know that there's going to be a market of teams, you know, falling over themselves to pay him $30 million a year. And that really is the question. You know, I do think that there's going to be three or four teams in, in real immediate need of a quarterback. Let's just say two of those if not more, get solved in the draft. Now that's solved with quotation marks because that 
quarterback is going to take a little bit of time. There's no guarantees he's going to be ready uh, on day one, uh, even if it's Stroud or if it's Levis or Bryce Young. Um, th- those guys will probably be asked to start wherever they land, but it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to get good play out of them. So it really does depend on do teams have cap uh, space and what are their priorities? Do they want a veteran to come in? You know, I think Geno Smith has proven so far that he's really the, the top of the class here. Now, I could be wrong. Geno could revert a little bit. It doesn't seem like it, though. This is who he is, I think, that, what we're dealing with here, which which makes me kind of question that. I don't know how many teams are going to be breaking down the door for Geno Smith. I think there's probably going to be more than one. And that's all it takes. But who, who like, I want to I want to say who. Because right now, if you look at the um, the draft order, right, the, the Texans and Panthers are the teams that need quarterbacks the most out of anybody in the NFL, and they're currently set up to pick one and two in the draft. So they're going to get their choice of, you know, Stroud, Levis, and um, Young. The Raiders might, but they're probably a year early to do that because of the contract they gave Carr. Um, they pick thirds. The Steelers pick fourth. Um so um, are, are, do you really think the Lions, which have been, you know, dealing with the Jared Goff experience for the last couple of years, are going to pay um, Geno Smith? And now a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. Your kickers lining up for an onside kick. The chances of regaining possession are slim. The stakes are high and the tension is higher. Your pulse racing. He kicks and you watch as the ball lands. Make every play feel this exciting with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and their unbeatable offers. Right now, new customers can make any $5 bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Just place a $5 bet on any football game only at DraftKings Sportsbook using code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. It's quite possible. And the only reason I say that is, A, free agency comes before the draft, so these things will be kind of determined prior to the draft and so those teams at the top if they're still quarterback needy when they pick or don't trade out of it or whatever will have those options i think Gino's going to be a priority uh free agent i just do by this time in february i think he's going to be a hot commodity and um i think I there's going to be more than one team other than the seahawks that is going to be interested in in gino and if that's he won't, the case he won't make it to free agency if that's the case, I think Gino could earn a contract that's north of $30 million. And yeah, if you go okay. out and you look at the salaries in free agency and you look at his valuation, and just so you know, the valuation right now from over the cap, just based on Gino's current play at the position, is $38.776 million APY. That's okay. the over the cap estimate on his contract about so that puts him, It doesn't that necessarily puts mean it's true. Just it puts him in between in between Dak Prescott and Kirk Cousins, um, and 
yeah, I mean, you're looking at uh, that, that puts him in, in that range. Um, you need to I go, go with through... Tannehill, which is, I think, the, the comp for him as far as like contract situation. Ryan 29, Tannehill, 29 and a half. He signed a four year, $118 million deal in 2020 that included $62 million fully, fully guaranteed at signing. Yeah, it's it's twenty nine twenty nine and a half million. Right. Um, Since then, though, the, the the cap has gone up. So if you take a look at the percentage of cap, and not just the number, um, that would have been a like a one thirty five million dollar deal with uh, sixty five to seventy million dollar guaranteed in today's money. So all I'm all I'm putting on the table is the facts. It's like. This is kind of the way that the value works. You know, quarterbacks a premium situation when there's a limited supply. Good quarterbacks with Geno's skill set, and I don't care if he's 32 years old and this is his first year be, having success. It was the same for Tannehill at the time that he got that contract as well. And so I think that there's a certain value that teams have on quarterbacks that make them these wild cards that you just really can't predict. Well, I think the Tannehill one is a great comp um, for the situation, you know, the age and, um, but, you know, Tannehill had always been a starter. I mean, he had half a season where he wasn't a starting quarterback. Um, and that was when he came in and waited for Marcus Mariota to fail and then took over and the, the team got better. And, and, and it's a, it's a different situation as far as, um, you know, his, sure. True. But it's, it's it's not ideal, but it's a great comp because, you know, talking about going into his 33-year-old season and, and all of that um, and, you know, being with relatively new to a team, but has had success with that team. Um, and, you know, he had way more value to the Titans than to anyone else that was looking at signing him. I mean, um Yes. And, yes. and and that's that's kind of where they're at. Uh, Geno Smith has way more value to Seattle uh, in terms of continuing on what they've currently got going for them than any team that's looking to like rebuild. You're not gonna are you rebuilding around um, Geno Smith? So you'd have to have a you know roster that is ready to roll, ready to go compete right now, um, and you're just missing a quarterback. So. Maybe if you know Kirk Cousins decides to retire, then the Vikings would get involved in that, or Matt Stafford with the Rams, and so then the Rams are looking for someone. Uh, you're 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 in a situation where something like that needs to happen for Geno Smith to have um, suitors outside of Seattle that are willing to pay a premium for him. I don't see that happening this year. Um, maybe the Colts, but they just fired their coach and look like they look like they're going to be starting over. Um, it is a bit early. I mean, we're kind of in the front of this thing, really, and and I guess that's the way to begin a, a conversation is to kind of get out in front and and talk about this thing and lay it out a little bit so we kind of go through it and have a, at least a baseline understanding of where we're at. But I agree it's all going to depend on the market, and I'm not sure that that's completely set up yet, um, but, it, no, but, but I, it will be I fairly, think in you, fairly short order. You look at the group of Marcus Mariota who just um, – you know, is a similar situation where he was a starter, became a backup for a while, came back, and now is a starter. Um, he's only making, you know, nine and a half this mm -hmm. year. Jameis Winston has had um, 
you know, he's been a starter pretty much the entire time since he got drafted. He's making 14, but if, you know, obviously that's not a, um, a great comp because he's just hasn't been that good for the last few years. Baker Mayfield at 15, um, you know, Matt Ryan just got benched. He's making 30, right? So there's a lot of different places where you can kind of look at comps and go, I think he's going to be somewhere in between there. Tom Brady's making 25, Tannehill's making 29. Um, if you're looking at, at Geno Smith, um, you're looking in that range. You're looking at um, somewhere between 25 and 32 million a year um, for three years. Yes. And I think that that is going to be enough to get a deal done. And it's going to be enough. Um, you know, it, it, it it's fair. It's a fair market value for him. Uh, and honestly, like I said, I believe he has more value to Seattle where he knows the offense, he knows the coaches, the coaches know him, they know how to get the most out of him than he does for any other team. No doubt. No doubt. I, I think that, you know, he, as he's gone along, and we'll see this play out through, throughout the rest of the year, I think he's beyond being a system guy. We had talked about this in the previous show about Shane Waldron's offense and Gino being very good in it. Um, but all, you could also see Gino being very good. He's got attributes that lend him it, itself to other offenses as well, I believe. Now he has comfort in this system, and I think he's excelling in it, but I, I don't know that it's the only one that he could find success. Um, it's, no, it's, but, it's, interesting. it's an interesting if conversation. If you're a GM of another team, um, you are either in a, team, a situation where you're rebuilding a team, um, like the Colts, um, like the Lions, or you're in a situation where your yeah. starter just retired um like Matt yeah. Stafford and you're yeah. trying to reload yeah. um there Geno Smith is very attractive think about it though. if you think are trying it. to rebuild a team yeah Geno Smith is not the guy you want yeah but not you at, know what you, 30, you could because Geno Smith can be looked at one of the best insurance policies that you could buy as a general manager because you're going to win right away if you've got a roster you don't necessarily, you're not rebuilding right away. Let's take a look at the uh, Los Angeles Rams deal, for example. Matthew Stafford's fallen off. I don't know exactly what's going on there. But if you brought Geno Smith back in there, they've got a win-now roster with Cooper Cup and, and company. I think that would be an ideal fit for him. He knows the offense. He's, you know, to me, that's like a no-brainer if I was them. I'd go out and, and try to get Geno. And yeah, so in a situation where you have a... A, a made roster and you need a quarterback. And especially if you are running, you know, the Sean McVay system, which Shane Waldron is a, um, you know, he's a student of that. Um, then yeah, he's going to be, he's going to be um, someone that you're looking at, but for that to happen, Matt, Matt Stafford has to retire. Um, you know, he's 34. He's only a year. He's a one year older than, um, than Geno Smith. With about 75,000 miles more on the tread. Um, yeah, but it's, he's a, they're quarterbacks. They're not the running other one, and you also the, get, you also get Jimmy Garoppolo who's out there yeah. who is showing this year that. Yeah. He's know, not Geno Smith. No, but he's not going to cost as much and he's younger. Right. But he also is going to limit your, I mean, Geno's showing that he could go out and win you a Super Bowl. That's the kind of level that Geno's playing at. Jimmy Garoppolo has never played at that level. Let's take a look at the other situation that you mentioned, the Lions, with Jared Goff. Do we want another, you know, Jared Goff expensive uh, 
veteran to come in on the on the Lions roster. The Lions roster is actually developing and, and getting better all the time. A guy like Geno Smith would elevate that team, I think, and play with a good know. young coach that's kind of fired up. That would be an interesting option for them. They're in a situation where they are building. They're trying to get young. They're trying to get cheap. They're trying to get um, hungry. And they're going to go get a 33, 34-year-old quarterback. Um, they're if if they do anything that moves them on from Jared Goff, it's going to be for a Marcus Stroud. Yeah, but we've seen teams like uh, Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears, you know, try to go that route too, and it, it and it's painful. Um, I don't know, depending on Just, if your Justin roster is Fields ready last, for it. The, well, the the Bears, their roster was absolutely not ready for it. Their yeah, roster right. is still trash. But Fields is coming around despite the trash ro- um, roster around him. He's showing signs, and 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 you look at what's going on with Zach Wilson and the Jets, and and Trevor Lawrence down in in Jacksonville. These guys that yeah. are being given a chance yes. to develop are starting to develop. It, right, but you even, do need to commit to that, even with terrible rosters around them. That's the other part of it, because those rosters aren't great, and but the guys are starting to truly develop. Um, and you know, a place like uh, New Orleans would be interesting. New Orleans is an interesting one, but they just gave a bunch of money to Jameis Winston. Um, which is must, which they're kind of stuck. They're kind of stuck with him for one more year, um, and and so I, I, I mean they can they can void out and get out of um, the twenty twenty four year, um, yeah. you know. But that, they still have one more year with him, um, where they're kind of stuck, At and Lionel, so I don't same see thing them. With Marcus Mariota. You know, and they just, they don't, I mean, they're, they're doing pretty good. Yeah. They're doing pretty good there. Um, Yeah. Interesting. I mean, let's focus back on Seattle. So Seattle to me needs Geno Smith just as much as Geno needs him. And, and the reason for that is they're just so successful right now. Like Mm -hmm. this team is just going off like unprecedented as far as, Having a quarterback in this situation, they're paying him three and a half million dollars plus incentives. He can get up to seven million for a quarterback like that to come in without having any prior success, and then all of a sudden just being successful. And now this roster is developing. We're starting three rookies on offense, starting three rookies on defense. We're going up against a team against uh, in, at the Buccaneers in Germany on Sunday. They're not starting a single rookie and on their no. entire team. And so, six have six six rookies starting. And um, they're seeing success. I mean, the yeah. future is just amazing for Seattle. Yeah, really. and, I, and so that's now you I, that you want Gino. You do, and 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 that's part of what I'm trying to say is as I think the CX, um, the CX aren't going to risk this. They're not going to. He he will not test the market. He will either be franchise tagged or they will sign him. But they're going to do everything they can to sign him ahead of it because the franchise tag is like 42 million for next year. So and they don't want to. They don't want to pay that because they because that that becomes the bottom end of what you know the the, the negotiations are. So they're going to be trying to get this done uh, either before the end of the season or just after. They're going to be looking at you know they're going to say twenty five. Geno's um, agent's going to come back with thirty three, and they're going to find an answer in there somewhere about thirty thirty one, and mm-hmm. everyone's going to go away happy, and he won't make it to march 1st so the non-exclusive tag for franchising is 31 million dollars in 2023 um the non-exclusive tag means that other teams can um okay 
That's true. It's the, aver- it's the average of the top. <laughs> I was thinking the the exclusive tag because that's the average of the top five. The exclusive tag is close to forty five million dollars. Yeah, it's like forty. Which they don't want to pay, and Gino's not worth it. Um, the nine, the non exclusive tag. If someone were to sign him, it, the, it, that's when you get your two first round draft picks from from right. that team. Right. Which, uh, I mean, that'd be a rough year, I think, you know, but Seattle has shown that they can find quarterbacks mm-hmm. with this with this current regime. So it's, it'd be interesting. That I mean, would you take two first-round draft picks for Geno Smith? Uh, it depends on the draft draft, We'd have four first-round draft picks. We'd well, obviously I don't think you, not keep... You'd get, you'd get one in the 23 right. and one in the... More. So you'd have three first round draft picks this year and two the following year, which My is more goodness. than enough, more than enough to move up and get whatever quarterback you want. Yes. If you want Stroud, you'd you'll be able to whoever's sitting at one, you've got enough ammunition to make them move. It may take a lot of that, but you can go get the guy you want. If you want Levis, you don't have to go up quite as far. It'll cost less. Um and especially if the if the if the Broncos keep losing and you end up with like you know the seventh overall pick, you're only moving up four spots. Would you leverage your 2023 season, knowing that you have a roster built around a competent quarterback, to trade away Geno Smith for a young quarterback out of this? I, okay, I am not I am not talking about trading him away. I'm saying if because if you give him the non-exclusive and he signs with another team you are given the draft compensation from that team. There's no trade involved. Um, well, they might that, come to that's kind of what I'm saying. Um, they might come I, to you and say, I mean. hey, we want, we want to sign him. Would you be willing to trade him for a first and a third? And you go, no. Um, but if, 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 if they, you know, honestly, look at what the draft has done to this team in one year. I know. When they actually had draft picks that weren't, you know, at the bottom end of the first round or no first round pick whatsoever. Um, you go in with three first round picks and you have the, the ability to get a guy like um, like Levis. I mean, when the Seahawks took Wilson, yeah, it took a half a season for him to figure it out. But by the end of the year, they were beating teams by um, 50 against Buffalo and, and Arizona. And they were a massive threat in the playoffs. And everyone knew that, even if they didn't win that year, they were going to win the next year, and they did. And um, you're looking at a situation where you're in a spot, you get a guy like Levis, you have all those other picks, you um, reload the roster in a way that's even crazier than it is right now, and you're looking at, you are basically positioning Seattle to be where they were in 2012. And who wouldn't who would sign up for that? Well, I mean, we... <laughs> You'd have a big, huge hole to to fill, and with an unknown going into a, a a season and a roster that's ready to go, that's 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 hard to do. I mean, that takes balls. I mean, I don't know. You try to yeah. maybe go get Jimmy Garoppolo and then draft Stroud or Levis or whatever, but you gotta you gonna have to have a really decent fallback plan. I mean, Drew Locke's not going to be on the roster probably next year, no. um, and so it's I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting strategy. I here's the here's what I think is going to happen. I think in sometime after the Seahawks exit um, the season, whether that's you know right after the season or the playoffs or whatever, 
however far they get. Um, I would expect a um, a quick negotiation and a, a contract to be presented to Geno Smith. Oh, absolutely. Uh, similar to the way Michael Bennett was signed after the Super Bowl, I think is mm-hmm. is um, he signed a, a three year deal right after the Super Bowl. So yeah, and, and they 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 got to that quickly because they had so many guys that were going to be up for um, free agency, and they you know you've only got one franchise tag. So what you're looking at with Seattle is is they know they've got that non exclusive tag at like thirty one or what did you say it was thirty one. Um, and, and so you can you can go in and say like look we we want you to be here we're giving you a three year deal um we, we can franchise tag you for thirty one or you can sign this deal with all this guaranteed money and th- and for three years um at and you can 30. be our quarterback and lead us and, to the promised yeah, land and have a chance to go win a Super Bowl right. and um, Geno Smith is going to be like okay because he knows <laughs> right? because in the end he knows that um. If he says no, they're going to franchise tag him. He's going to play for that number because no team is going to give him um, a massive contract and give up two first round picks for him. Yes, that's not going to happen. So that's, he, that's why I think the exclusive tag could be in play for Seattle. I know, no, because as a way to negotiate because, no, the, and the, have it be real if if they can't reach terms. The ex- exclusive tag is forty. Or is not exclusive, the non-exclusive. The non-exclusive, non-exclusive tag yeah, is sorry. Yeah, that that's that's the play. Is, yeah. is you go you go to him and say we've got this. That here's the number. What it's going to be. No one's going to give up two first round picks to sign you, um, and give you more than this. Can we just be done with this already? And um, honestly, Geno Smith is making three and a half million with three and a half million in, in incentives. Um, he's going to go to be making thirty next year yeah right yeah honestly do you do you do you expect him to say no well i do expect him to feel this market out i mean he's playing his out of agent, his mind right now he's earned it and so he's going to take the opportunity will, and the time to do due diligence and i his, would too his agent will do what his agent does and that's his job uh and his agent's going to tell him to shut up and take the deal because it's great for him it's great situation. It gives him an opportunity to uh, continue to play and have success where he's had success and make a, make a bag of money. Um, yeah, because, you know, currently Geno Smith is making 1.6% of the salary cap in yeah. Seattle, and he's got a chance to make 12 or 13%. Yeah. And um, that's a big deal. And the thing is that you look at at Seattle's cap is that like you said you're, they're sitting at um, fifty three point seven eight percent or seven eight million. Um, you know, Gino's going to eat up thirty of that for next year, and you're like, oh, that's you know, lives in with twenty thirty, and a lot of that, you know, there's other things like there's uh, draft liabilities, and that's only thirty uh, some players um, overall, thirty three, and so. You're like, maybe they can't afford that. Yeah, they can. Because you look at this roster and you go, okay, um, what is the, you look at the post June 1st um, situation with Jamal Adams. Yeah. You can get um, $11 million in cap savings by using the post June 1 um, designation on him. And you end up getting, you are getting out from underneath what was it, what's a bad contract because 
the guy who replaced him has been better. Um, you look at Gabe Jackson, who's now splitting time um, at right tackle. You know, you can you can uh, cut him. At and just six, uh, I'm going to pause you just really quick, million. Tim. Um, yeah. Just as a reminder, right now the Seahawks are paying um, north of $55 million in dead money this season alone. Yeah. And next year, Jamal Adams' dead money, uh, reflective of if he was cut, would be $7 million. So, and and all of that mo- dead money that Seattle currently has this year would be off the books next year. I think there's Fif- a, a five fifty fifty-four and a half million dollars in dead money right now. Yeah, and so much of that is Russell Wilson. Yeah, at 20, 26 of it. Yeah, um, yeah. I was amazed when I saw that number today. But anyway, Jamal only uh, would account for seven million of dead cap space with an eleven million overall cap savings. Yeah. In, yeah, post June first, and so if you need that money, go get it. And you know, depends on um, Jamal. Now we had a comment uh, from our last show on our YouTube channel, and it said, "What are you guys talking about with Jamal? He's still a great player. We need him. He'd be great for this team in this locker room to have him back next year." Yeah, I'd agree if he was completely healthy. Um, yeah, but you've got to totally worth it. You've got a player who's outperforming him already on the roster in Ryan Neal, and you can get $11 million in cap space that you can use at a different position, a more premium position. I think you have to, you have to consider that. I mean, if, if, if everything breaks in a way and the team doesn't need the money and you can bring Jamal in and whatever, cool. Or you go to him and you go, look, here's where we're at. I mean, Ryan Neal, Wally pipped you. He's the guy. Do you want, well, you can, your choice is either to stay here and make, this number that we're going to put in front of you that's less or we can cut you with the you know and get <clears throat> let him decide and if he looks at his the fact that he's been hurt the last three years and go you know what i probably won't get an offer that's better than you know four million or five million for the and then he takes it and he restructures his deal yeah. and um takes a massive pay cut but no you know what we know about jamal adams is he's probably not going to do that because to yeah. him it'll be like an insult and yeah. Uh, at that point, you cut him loose. And Gabe Jackson, same. They're really grooming uh, Haynes to kind of take over there. He's done very well. You could save $6.5 million against the cap next year if, if Jackson is gone, et cetera. I mean, there are some other moves um, and restructures along the way that, that we could make some room. Uh, and then Gino, of course, when you uh, add the bonus money in, if you're going to guarantee 40 or $50 million of the $90 million that you're going to give him, um and spread that out over three years mm-hmm. um maybe even add a void year on who knows you could you could really you know make some additional moves in free agency to help your team next year mm-hmm. um so that cap is just really kind of wishy-washy right now for yeah the, the other the other one when you look at it is you know because you're in a situation with two first round picks and no need to get a quarterback because you've already, you know, you've re-signed Gino. Um, Quandre Diggs, his contract starts to look very cuttable, where you can save $14 million against the cap. Yes. Um, and maybe not cuttable, but you it looks cuttable. So you go to him and be like, hey, let's restructure this. <clears throat> maybe they extend him for a year or whatever, but it's just, you know, there, there, there's cap room to be to yes. be had. Uh, you mentioned Shelby Harris. That's another one where they could do yes. that. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and uh, Chenna Nuasu is is a player that's probably earned a, a even larger paycheck. But if you wanted to renegotiate with him, uh, he's under contract for next year and then a free agent twenty twenty four. Oh yeah, you, you could extend, extend him. him for three or four years and you extend him, and you could pull some money there. So <clears throat> there's some opportunities. There's yeah. some opportunities. Yeah, um, interesting. So give Nuasu me a prediction. Such a great, yeah, such a great addition to that defense. And it was set, it was totally kind of like an um, an under the radar signing, at least nationally. Um, True, and it, and he's right such, up there with the league leaders, especially in NFC. At seven oh yeah, sacks right now, seven and a half. And it's more than just the seven sacks. He's he's been good in 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 a lot of different ways, uh, getting pressure on the quarterback even when he doesn't get home. Um, yeah, you know he's chasing had a lot of tackles, guys. chasing that guys down. Yeah, yeah, he's been he's been a fantastic addition uh, to this defense. So, so Gino's 32, going to be 33. Seahawks are going to give him a contract. I don't think they're going to let him get out of the building, really. It's going to happen. It'll happen. Um, so tell me, what's it, what's it look like? Three years, four years, two years? Three years, 90 million, 52 of it guaranteed. That seems about right. And they... They roll with Gino for for two of those years and look at developing a quarterback and seeing if maybe they can get one. Man, this came on fast. I can't even uh, believe I just heard that out of your mouth. Who expected Gino Smith to be a guy that people are talking about as a $30 million a year player? He was a free agent. He sat out there forever. He signed right before the draft. Yeah, the Seahawks had traded for Drew Locke. Um, you know, with the Russell Wilson thing, they had they had Drew Locke on the roster first, and then they went out and signed Gino, and they signed him to three and a half million dollars with three and a half million in incentives. Yeah, which was the biggest payday he's ever had. Yeah, and you know, Gino's only earned like seventeen or eighteen million dollars, twenty twenty some odd million dollars in his career. Yeah, because he spent most of it either on a on a rookie contract that wasn't the first round pick. He was a second round pick. Or veteran um, minimum deals to be one and one year contracts. Yeah. And in, in Seattle, it's been it's not hasn't been veteran men, but it's been like, you know, two million, um, two and a half, I think, for one year when it went back down to two. And then this year they had to pay him a little more, but they were they promised him he'd get a shot um to start. And he has taken advantage of every second of it. And yeah. The 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 guy has done what a story it's 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 an incredible story i mean find me a better one find me another guy who no, was there isn't just there is completely one. counted out and then come back and has been a pro bowl caliber franchise quarterback after eight years of being a backup yeah You're i know and just it. and literally just garbage time snaps for eight years crazy um yeah. all right so we need to get out of here so fun conversation um i'm I, I can't even believe we're having the conversation but i'm glad we had it it's uh it's gonna be a fun ride i mean the rest of this, this season is the most is unlikely really, yeah i can't believe we're having that because we're having this conversation and that i am i am a proponent of paying dino smith a million dollars a year <laughs> like the <laughs> the idea that two months ago that anyone told me, hey, in two months, you're going to be saying that 
I would have laughed so hard, so hard. I would, I, I would have said it's much more likely that you're paying him, you know, $300,000 to be a backup or a, a second, an assistant quarterback coach at some college program um, than it is than paying that. But he has played fantastically this year and he does, he's earned it. He's earned it. Yeah. He's earned not only just played so. fantastic. It's not like he's playing over his skis or out of his mind or this is who he is. You know, it's, it's a, uh, it's a testament to him really staying with it and, and mentally more than anything coming to work every day, believing in yourself, knowing that another opportunity would, would be just around the corner and you're going to be ready. Um, that takes a huge amount of self-discipline. And um, so hats off to him because he's earned it, earned every earned it. every penny that's come to him. So and and having fun this year, I think, is the big thing too for him. Is, is going he out looks and, like and he's enjoying play. himself. He does. He looks like he is really enjoying this opportunity and the success that he's having. He it's it's a fantastic story. If you don't, if you're not like inspired by this story, man, I don't know what's wrong with you. Absolutely. All right. Let's get out of here. Find Keith on Twitter. Find myself on Twitter. Find the show on Twitter. You can find us on your favorite podcast platforms and YouTube. We've got our own YouTube channel. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. That really helps us. And uh, share it if you like it. So until next time, go Hawks. Go Hawks. Seahawks Playbook Podcast listeners, thanks for joining us for another edition of the show. You can find us on Twitter. Bill is at NWSeahawk. Keith is at Myers NFL. And the show is at Hawks Playbook. You can listen and subscribe to the show at SeahawksPlaybook.com.